0: Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Monster Monday presented by DraftKings that we are recording Sunday evening during halftime of the Packers and the Bears because Brian has a super early flight tomorrow morning coming back from Tampa, and we don't like to wait till later on in the day. We'd love to have it for most of you to have during your morning commute. So I know the international folks will be pumped about this. And we'll talk more about Packers Bears. On Tuesday's Power Rankings Podcast. It is a new week. Which means we'll have a new Spread the Word winner. Via social media. Which I absolutely love. At Ross Tucker NFL. At Ross Tucker Pod. I got so many Absolutely awesome press passes now, including the Army-Navy one, which was just an awesome, awesome game. Hopefully a lot of you guys got a chance to watch or listen to me calling that game. Happy for the Navy kids, even though I do the Army games on television. Sponsor confirmation email winner. Man, there's a lot of good sponsors this week. Keeps, Native. Simply Safe, Purple, Crocs, among others. And then the YouTube shout out. What an easy way to get a cool cameo style video for somebody you know. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Hit the thumbs up, comment on any video. You get a really good chance to win that. It's big show time. The big show. As always, before we get into each of these
1: games, your overall themes for week, what are we, 14 in the NFL? Or 13?
0: No, you're right, 14. It was 14, yes. Okay. Yeah, because we've got four more after this, 15, 16, 17, 18. It it, uh, confuses you, obviously. Confuses everybody. I don't mean you, right? Confuses everybody. What's going on? Um, You know, I'll give you a few. One is longevity is something that jumps out to me this week. Andrew Whitworth, before I forget, tomorrow night will become the first person to start offensive tackle at the age of 40, although Jason Peters, my former teammate, who got hurt in the first quarter of this Packers-Bears game that's on right now, he'll be 40 next month, so... Both of those guys, absolutely insane, absolutely incredible. Cannot even fathom the mental and physical toughness, the genetics, the good fortune, the desire. the so many things that they have to have to still be playing at that age. I mean, I am 42. I could not imagine still playing pro football right now. I mean, I'm blown away by those guys. Blown. Because I know, you know, what's that song? I, I, I ain't as good as I, I I once was, but I'm as good as I've ever been. Like, I'm not even close. I don't know how you can be when you're in your fourth. I don't know how Brady does it, but he's playing quarterback. These guys are in the trenches. At the same time, Cam Jordan... Missed his first game of his career. He had played in 172 games. At that position, to never miss a game, just so impressive as well. So impressive. You know, my other takeaways or themes or whatever we call it, Bri, a lot of blowouts. A lot of blowouts. Although, interestingly, there were comebacks that made it more interesting. Like, Tennessee won by 20. Seattle won by 20. Chiefs won by almost 40. Saints won by 20. Carolina-Atlanta was a little interesting. But the Browns were blowing out the Ravens. Ravens battled back, only to lose. Cowboys blowing out Washington. Washington battled back, only to lose. Kind of like Thursday night. Minnesota was blowing out Pittsburgh only to battle back, only to lose. Chargers did blow out the Giants. Denver did blow out the Lions. Bengals came back from a two-score deficit, only to lose. Bills came back from a two-score deficit, only to lose. I think we have our theme. I mean, if that's the goal is to come up with a major theme each week, I think we have our major theme. Blowouts. Games were either a blowout or a comeback from a blowout that ultimately fell short. That's really kind of where we are right now with themes. We have a very clear and defined theme, which is why I have a very clear and defined message from Purple Mattress. Only Purple Mattresses have the gel flex grid. It's super stretchy, ultra squishy material that adapts and flexes around pressure points and doesn't retain heat, which is key. It's amazingly supportive for your back and legs. Cushions your shoulders, necks, hips—very, very cool holiday gift, right? I mean, why not get for Christmas either yourself or somebody else a better mattress? You know how important sleep is. You ever do, like ever done any studies? Sleep is really, really important. Getting a great night's sleep starts with having a great mattress. Get a purple mattress. Go to purple.com slash Ross 10 and use code Ross 10 for a limited time. You can get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash Ross 10 code Ross 10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com slash Ross 10 promo code Ross 10. Told you that three times already. Terms apply.
1: Tux takes. Let's start with the uh, Cowboys and Washington game where Micah Parsons had a big game for the Cowboys. Two sacks and a forced fumble that was returned for a touchdown. Dallas over Washington, 27-20. to 20.
0: Right, so a few things. Uh, no Pollard, you know, going into the game, no Tony Pollard for the Cowboys is a loss, and he's got this plantar, torn plantar fascia. That's going to hurt their ability if he can't get healed or they can't get him to be very effective, that's going to really hurt the Cowboys. He creates an L, a speed element out of the backfield that they just don't have. The Cowboys actually brought in their own heated benches because they heard from the Seahawks that the ones that Washington provides doesn't work a lot. Interesting. The Washington football team had like no DNs. I, I can't remember seeing this before, Brian. Their top four DNs, none of them could play because of either injury or COVID. Maybe they're top five. So they actually ended up having three guys play that had like 80 total snaps in the NFL at defensive end. Biggest takeaway from the game, you already said it, Micah Parsons. Who I saw, as you guys all know, in his third high school game, he's been on the show. It's really, it's really just incredible how good of a player he is already. He had a huge sack of Heineke that uh, Armstrong picked up, returned for a touchdown, where he beat Brandon Sheriff, the right guard. Then he had another sack where he beat Gibson. You know, we talk every week with Greg about how they should use him. He's pretty good as a blitzer. I mean, he's He's pretty good at everything. It's it's almost scary how good he is at all these things. Taylor Heineke got hurt. Really, by the way, it was the Cowboys' offense. I mean, Cowboys' defense that got them to to in this position. That was a touchdown. Randy Gregory had two huge plays in the game as well. The game clinch. You know, the the fumble late. The other one early. I mean, Randy Gregory had a huge game, so it was nice for the Cowboys defense to get him back. When they have him back and Micah and Trayvon Diggs, they've got some, some legit guys. But Heineke got hurt. They score a touchdown with Kyle Allen, and you're like, yeah, oh, okay, they're still down two scores. And then Dak Prescott grooves a pick six to Cole Holcomb, and all of a sudden you're thinking, wow, that fast, Washington's back in it, uh, even without Heineke, even without Terry McLaurin, as Cam Sims had an awesome touchdown catch versus Trayvon Diggs. Ultimately, though, not enough, as Randy Gregory makes the game-clinching play late. Lyle Collins, by the way, ejected for throwing punches on the sideline, backing up his boy, Dak Prescott.
1: Tuck takes. Titans get their first home shutout win since 2000 after blanking the Jags 20 to nothing.
0: Trevor Lawrence, four interceptions. And I think we need to start to worry about him. And I think if you're Shad Khan, you need to worry about your franchise because it's a disaster. The Urban Meyer report and comment... Not good. There's a report that Urban Meyer questioned the resume of all of his assistant coaches and basically called all of them losers and said he's a winner. Which is really bizarre. Then after the game when he gave a pathetic handshake to Mike Vrabel who used to be on his staff at Ohio State he was asked about the report and he said yeah I don't know where these leaks come from but when I find out that person will be fired in a matter of seconds wow I mean leader of men it's just it's a disaster it almost feels like I tweeted this at Ross Tucker NFL he like wants to get fired at this point and just get tens of millions of dollars from Shad Khan. never coach again or go back into broadcasting. They only gave James Robinson the ball six times. The Titans spread it around to 13 different skill guys, but nobody had more than 50 yards rushing. Nobody had more than 50 yards receiving. Felt like Tannehill was under a decent amount of pressure. Really, Damian Wilson, the linebacker, was like the lone bright spot really for the Jags that I noticed, at least.
1: Tucks takes... Seahawks win in Houston by the score 33 13. First time this season, Seattle has won back to back games.
0: So I don't know how this happens where Davis Mills completes his first 14 passes. He leads a touchdown drive on the first drive. He gets Brandon Cooks over 100 yards. Nico Collins has a nice game. And yet, Somehow the Texans only score 13 points. I, I don't know how that happens. Rashad Penny had a career day for the Texans. I mean, for the Seahawks, former first round pick. They've kind of been waiting on that. And then Russell Wilson, the Tyler Lockett, still, still a beautiful thing. One of my, I, I think one of the prettiest things in pro football is Russell Wilson throwing the ball deep to Tyler Lockett, especially when Russell's on the move.
1: Takes. Kansas City Chiefs forced five turnovers in their 48-9 to stomping of the Raiders.
0: Yeah, I mean, what a blowout that was. Just brutal. Overcoming the odds, rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure, the MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success because the more people we can empower the more we all win visa a network working for everyone all right so in that game first of all man thoughts and prayers to Lejarius needs family his brother was evidently stabbed to death Back in Louisiana. So the did not play in this game. He was inactive. Just can't even imagine. Cannot even imagine. And then the Raiders come out and stomp on the Chiefs logo before the game. Essentially, they do this like speech on the logo. That did not go well for them. Josh Jacobs fumbled on the first play. Returned for a touchdown by Mike Hughes. Raiders had five turnovers. Hughes had a really good game overall. Frank Clark and Chris Jones were all over Derek Carr. The Chiefs have scored 22 points or less in every game, in in each of the last seven games, except for the two against the Raiders. I don't know why. The Raiders defense is pretty decent, yet the Chiefs were nine of 13 on third down. And Josh Gordon scored a touchdown. When I saw on Twitter Josh Gordon scored a touchdown, my initial reaction was, Who does he play for again? Like I couldn't remember.
1: Tux <laughs> takes. Saints snapped five game losing streak, beating the Jets 30 to 9.
0: Jets actually hung tough for a while. Alvin Kamara broke Roger Craig's record for most receptions by a running back, first five years. He's missed like the last four games, and he has four more games to go. That's ridiculous that he already broke that record. And even though he didn't look 100% to me, he's still just such a difference-making player, so impressive, you know, running for a touchdown, making guys miss. Zach Wilson had a clear step back in this game. After I thought he did some really positive things against the Eagles – this was a step back for him, although the Saints D-line, Davenport and all those guys were all over him. Taysom was pretty much thinking and dunking Taysom Hill, but he was accurate, and he did run for a couple touchdowns. Solid performance.
1: takes. Cam Newton replaced twice during the Panthers' loss to the Falcons. Final score on this one, 29-21.
0: Right, just a weird game. Cam got a rushing touchdown early, was running the ball early, looked good. Then he had a terrible pick six, just didn't see the guy. So that they bring P.J. Walker in. And then P.J. Walker throws a terrible interception. So they bring Cam back in. Campbell fumb- Cam fumbles the ball at midfield, like falling down, trying to give the ball to the running back, like bad news bears type stuff. And it felt like Atlanta ran the ball better than Carolina. I don't know what Carolina's doing, going back and forth with two quarterbacks. That's does not seem conducive to success.
1: Tux takes. Miles Garrett scored his first NFL touchdown. Baker Mayfield threw another two and the Cleveland Browns beat the Ravens 24-22. So
0: a lot to talk about really in this game. First of all, Lamar hurt his ankle. Lamar Jackson hurt his ankle. Now, the Ravens were already down a decent amount. But Lamar Jackson hurt his ankle, and so we shall see how long he ends up being out. Baker Mayfield came out in the third quarter, but then went back in the game. I I haven't seen why he had to come out. I'm sure you guys can tweet me or whatever. I'm sure I'll see it somewhere, but I don't know what happened there. Uh. I will say that the the Browns' defense was kind of the star of this game. I mean, they got an onside kick, but the Ravens got an onside kick late. I'll get to that. But the Browns' defense stepped up late, but they did nice work overall. Miles Garrett had the touchdown you referenced. Uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa is just an absolute... Amazing player. I'm very impressed by him. Jadeveon Clowney and Denzel Ward, they ended up actually closing the game out late. They made back-to-back awesome plays. Clowney, this is after the Ravens recovered the onside kick. Clowney was able to um, sack Huntley, and then Denzel Ward made a tackle on fourth down. You know, once again... Tyler Huntley stepping in for Lamar Jackson did some positive things. Rashad Bateman really impressed me. Unfortunately for the Ravens, they had lots of penalties and they fell too far behind. But for the Browns, they're still not running the ball as consistently as they had been. No points in the second half. And they are really just holding on.
1: Tuck takes. Three touchdowns for Justin Herbert.
0: Chargers take care of the Giants 37-21. to 21. Justin Herbert is an incredible player, just dropping bombs. I think that one throw in particular was to Guyton, and it was so impressive. I mean, really impressive. You know, they didn't get much pressure on him. So he was 23 of 31, 275 yards, three touchdowns. The Giants just can't get pressure. They're not good enough up front, both sides of the ball. Uh, The Giants' offense is just tough to watch. I mean, Saquon Barkley, I thought was solid. I thought they actually ran the ball decently in this game. And Saquon had an awesome touchdown where he was able to take it uh, um, make a great move on the DB. It was a corner that Saquon scored on. Uh, but ultimately, it's not enough for the Giants. I mean, they're just not good. Not enough. Blowout loss. What else is new? Speaking of blowouts, I think they should probably blow out the entire Giants organization right now. It's pretty bad. Tux takes.
1: Melvin Gordon with two touchdowns. And the Denver Broncos improved to seven and six after beating the Lions 38 to 10.
0: Right. So this game was never really competitive. This was somewhat predictable after the Lions won last week. Still no DeAndre Swift. Although I thought Craig Reynolds, who played at Kutztown, showed some power. I, I liked how he got downhill. 83 yards and 11 carries. I mean, I think Reynolds is a NFL running back. He runs hard, but it was really Gordon and Javante Williams. You know, Teddy Bridgewater didn't throw it much because the Broncos were able to run over the lines. 184 yards rushing, and of course, Denver honored Demarius Thomas. Uh, really, really sad. What happened to Demarius? Demarius passing at age 33, after Justin Simmons made incredible play on interception, he actually went ahead and and put the ball, laid the ball on Demarius's number, which just goes to show, you know, he thought of it. He, it was something that was important to him.
1: Tuck's takes. Garoppolo to Ayuk in overtime lifts the 49ers to a 26-23 win in Cincinnati.
0: Right. So now we're getting to the, the last two games of the day. Both went to overtime. Both absolutely incredible. And George Kittle, I'll just say it now. He was easily the auto zone, in the zone player of the week. I mean, you're a tight end. By the way, coming off of how well he played last week in a losing effort, you're the tight end, and you catch 13 balls on 15 targets for 151 yards and a touchdown, and he did it when it mattered most, Bry. Like, he did it on the last drive of regulation, made the catch of the day, but then Robbie Gold missed the field goal. And then he did it in overtime. Multiple catches before Jimmy G was able to hit Brandon Ayuk Quite a tremendous, tremendous effort. Tremendous effort to get in the end zone um, in overtime. But at any rate, George Kittle was in the zone, presented by AutoZone. He was amazing. You know, Debo Samuel playing just made – just changed this game. Debo Samuel playing ended up making a huge difference in the game. There's there's no way around it. That and Darius Phillips for the Bengals muffing multiple punts. I will give credit to the Bengals. Once again, they battled. Once again, they came back. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Chase was incredible in this game. Uh, and they and they did it on defense without Hendrickson. But ultimately it what you know, and this was the team of the day, obviously. Ultimately it just was not enough. But I, I'm I'm still impressed and bullish on Burrow and Jamar Chase and the Bengals, but the Niners were able to get it done. Huge, huge win for them and their playoff hopes. Ducks takes
1: so, Tom Brady becomes the NFL's all time completion leader. Bucks beat the Bills 33 to 27 in overtime. Rashad Perryman's only catch of the day, a 58 yard touchdown, 531 left in overtime to win it. And by the way, that was Brady's
0: 700th touchdown pass. Yeah, good timing. Good timing yeah. for old, old 700. Bry, that was the game you were at. Uh, And I'm still here. I'm still here.
1: Food did not disappoint as it never does here in Tampa Bay. The return of the prime rib carving station, Ross. Ooh. Uh, Yeah. Turkey sandwiches, Cuban sandwiches, uh, salmon, a nacho station, a salad station with about 12 different toppings for your salad. Chocolate chip brownies, chocolate chip cookies, chocolate chocolate chip cookies with peanut butter and marshmallows and of course at halftime
0: the bananas foster
1: yeah
0: wow so good and bro you got to see an awesome game oh it's fantastic all around just a phenomenal day i i got to see an awesome game too with the army navy game it was i love that game and it was such a great ending by the way Um, those navy
1: uniforms were incredible
0: Yeah, they were, weren't they? Um, So, in terms of the food, it's funny. I actually ended up eating, I got there so early, I ended up eating the CBS crew meal food. They had flank steak, grilled chicken, green beans, mashed potatoes, salad, cannoli, I got a question first, Brian. Do you like salmon?
1: Yes. I had so much of it today. I'm about to
0: grow gills. I'm a, I'm a huge salmon fan, but I know other people, nobody is kind of okay on salmon. I feel like you either love it or you don't like it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. My wife doesn't care for it. Um, yeah, it is mine. So, Oh, that's interesting. So, um, I had double gr- flank steak, double grilled chicken, I hadn't had mashed potatoes in a while. Mashed potatoes are good. They they are good. I'm not a cannoli guy. Are you a cannoli guy?
1: Oh yeah. Big time.
0: Yeah, that it's too much like cream or something. By the way, me. there's
1: a uh a bakery in the north end of Boston when we were at the Patriots game last week or 2 weeks ago. A place called Mike's Pastries. The cannolis are about a foot long they're huge
0: yeah i've been there with you before have you okay yeah we went when we were working together and like you guys were all excited about it and i was not impressed you know i i don't like um i don't like a lot of icing bro i don't like like i don't like cake because i don't like a lot of icing i don't like cupcakes I'm just that I'm not into a lot of icing. It's too like rich for me or something. I don't know. Anyway, Leonard Fournette had a forty-seven yard rushing touchdown. The Bills didn't have any running back carries in the first half, which I didn't care about. What I did care about is they had a lot of very successful Josh Allen design quarterback runs. I don't know why they didn't do any of that against the Patriots, would have won them the game. It's it's mind boggling that the Bills did that against the Patriots. Mind boggling. Josh Allen was really impressive late. I think the Bucks were up 24 0, certainly 24 3. Bills come all the way back to tie it. Awesome. Um, but then Brady hits Brashad Perriman for a game winning touchdown, and the Bucks win. I thought there were some questionable calls late in the game. I thought there was a couple times where I don't know if it was Davis or Murphy Bunting interfered with Diggs that they could have called that they didn't. They were going to let him play. Well, if you're going to let him play, you probably should have let him play when they called it on Mike Evans. I just didn't see the consistency that I would like there. That was the disappointment there. Other than that, shout-outs are in order. They always are. But shout-outs are especially in order right now for Pizza Boy Brewing, for Steakhouse Sports. I'm going to switch up the order. Sporticulture. HumanHeadNYC.com, and Vision Comics with an X. We'll post this as soon as Bry can, and then everything else will be Tuesday. Power Rankings, College Draft, talking about the Bowls that start next week, as well as Even Money Podcast, all on Tuesday. I think we're done here.